how do we turn our family around so that Welcome again, to the our family is a church place podcast of healing. Well, we take God's word a place of and look at renewal. how we can utilize practically a place Life. of restoration into our lives, a place of wholeness. A place Welcome of back identity. to the Encounter Community Church podcast. My name is in my family, I'm pastor at Encounter really Community am. Church. And, and not only that, I, I, and I just wanted to start off God with making a quick announcement. Has created me and that to is be. next week. I find there will that in family be a podcast. I know. So I how know. do we make sure that we create Contain an environment from the utter for disappointment? That to be able to happen. <laughs> I'll be back the following week, so we'll be back at it again. I, I was going to try to record in Hawaii, but it's it's a little bit different in the sense of you know I've recorded on vacation in the past, but I could take my stuff in the car with me. We're traveling on a plane this time, so it's harder to take all my recording stuff with me for me for me to be able to do the podcast. So unfortunately I will not be able to record next week, but I will be in Hawaii with the fans. So I'm really excited about that. You know, one of the great things about being married to the wife that I am married to is that we are already pretty much pre-packed. That's right. She sent a text yesterday with a list of the things that we needed to pack for the trip. And and matter of fact, as I turn around and look behind me, her bag is already packed. I'm recording in our bedroom today. I wanted to record outside, but it's just way too windy. So I'm recording in a different spot this afternoon But I am excited about being able to go on our trip and just being able to see the big island and all of its incredible majesty, just being able to explore, but more importantly, just being able to do that with my family. I'm so blessed to be able to provide my kids with really great experiences. And and again, I will tell you that one of the main drivers for that is my wife and wanting to give them really great trips and vacations and things that they will always remember because that's what she had as a kid. So wanting to be able to give that to our kids is great. And it's really cool. You know, one of the things that, that came out is when we were doing our family vision statement and we are still working on that. We've met twice to do it. I would probably have about two more times to get together to to finalize that. And I think once we're done, um, I'll, I'll just share that on the podcast for the Ballard Family Vision Statement and what that is. But one of the things that came up, because we asked the question, what do you love about our family? And, and one of the things that came up is just the experiences that we've had together, the trips, the memories, to be able to go back and just see those kind of things. And just to be able to go back and look at the pictures and, and have all of that. And, and it, it really is. It really is a blessing. And so I am so thankful to God for being able to have the opportunity to be able to do that for my family. And I would love to hear from you, too. Like, what are, what are your favorite family moments? What are your favorite family trips? What are your favorite family vacations? Also, if you have been to the Big Island and you say, hey, Ken, because uh, we're going to spend our first four days on the Hilo side and our second our, our second three days on the Kona side. So if you want to share with us like any ideas or things that we should try to see on the big island, uh, excited about that. We are kind of nervous about the rental car thing. I don't know if you've heard, but with Hawaii, a lot of the rental companies sold off their fleets. 
so it's hard to get a rental car matter of fact they're in high demand and we are paying a premium price for the rental cars that we have but we also have heard that people show up in hawaii to go get their reservation and then all of a sudden they say um sorry we just ran out of cars and people are like uh hello we reserved a car you know how to take the reservation the problem is the keeping of the reservation so our prayer is that that will not be our experience we're flying in on a monday so maybe that will help but our prayer is that that will not be our experience but i am i'm looking forward to just spending seven days with the family just enjoying something so beautiful and more importantly just being able to be with my family you know the kids are getting older uh, this is probably one of the last trips that we'll be able to well actually we'll be able to do something next summer but after that our kids will be the following summer our kids will be getting ready to go to college that is just crazy and then our two youngest will be sophomores going into their sophomore year in high school that's just crazy so we're really looking forward to just being able to spend this time together to laugh together swim together snorkel together spend some really great time together so if you follow us on instagram if you follow me on instagram my personal instagram account is ken ballard jr so if you follow me there then you will be able to see probably some pictures pop up of us in hawaii so looking forward to that but again i just want to encourage you you know we're in the middle of a series that we've been doing called your best family in 30 days and so here's what we did in week one the theme of that week was to develop a family vision statement for your family because again you want to know what it is that you're shooting for because one of the questions that we have to ask is how do i know like how do i know when my family is winning how do i know when my family is about to arrive how do i know when my family is on the right path of being able to create what it is that we desire for our family to be and again that doesn't just happen by accident so that's what we talked about developing a family vision statement for yourselves and then the next week we looked at making a commitment so remove the things that are unhealthy and replace them with the things that are healthy so we talked about that the second week and then what we did this week and what we're doing this week is on, on sunday we, we looked at if our family is going to change let's say for example you have you're in a situation where you have a family that is struggling or again and what we said over the course of this series is this isn't just for families with kids this is also for families without kids, for husband and wife. This is also for people that are that are dating, for people that are engaged, for people that are, especially for people that are single. So in looking at it from, from that perspective, then what is it that we can continue to do to be a better version of ourselves? And, and one of the things we talked about on Sunday is if our family is struggling, a lot of times what our mindset can be is, man, our family would be better if my wife was better, or if my husband were better, or if my kids were better, or heck, maybe if the dog <laughs> was better. But our natural tendency is to look outside of ourselves to think if these certain situations or certain people changed, then our family would be better. And here's what we did on Sunday, is we said, no, 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 no. Let's make a commitment to look at ourselves 
because if I ultimately can't change, then what I can do is I can set my family up to be in a better position for it to be able to change as well. And here's one of the things that we, we looked at. I love this passage in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So we really dove into that passage on Sunday. If you weren't able to be at our service on Sunday or watch the virtual service, I want to encourage you, please go back and watch uh, the replay of our service. You can see that on our Facebook page. You can also see it on our YouTube uh, channel. You can also see it on our website. So you can go there and be able to watch it. But I, I just want to encourage you because I really want you to understand that, you know, sometimes when we have certain struggles in our lives, certain wrestles in our lives, and, and no doubt, every single one of us has an area in which we struggle. Every single one of us. For some of us, it could be anger. For some of us, it could be lust. For some of us, it could be maybe drugs or alcohol. For some of us, it could be gossip. For I mean, we could just go through the list. Every single one of us, we have an area where we wrestle, we have an area where we struggle. And that area can affect our family. Matter of fact, let me take that back. That area does affect our family. So I think it's important for us to say, you know what, I, I know that our family needs to be better. And maybe you're right, maybe there are some things that your husband or your wife or your kids could do. Most likely you're right about that. But the thing that we have a tendency to do is to be so focused on what they need to do that we don't take a moment to look at ourselves and see what can I do to be better? What can I do to be a better version of me? So we talked about that on Sunday on how to do it. So I'm not going to go too much into detail about what we talked about in that way. But, but here's what I wanted to do is I wanted to, to look at, first of all, in looking at the purpose of family, did you know the purpose of family or one of the purposes of family is for us to be able to learn how to navigate life? That the family is the place where we learn how to navigate relationships and disappointments and celebrations, personality differences, to be able to, to, to learn how to bring out the best in one another. Family is the place where we actually learn life. It really is. So in that understanding, how do we create the environment for our family to have the best life possible? How do we create the environment? Because we talked about on Sunday, looking at how do we change? So how do we create the environment in our family that will motivate every single one of us who are members of the family to be a better version of ourselves? How do we do that? How do we make sure that family is a place for, for healing and renewal? One of the quotes that I read on Sunday that I thought was really powerful, it was from a book called 
Soul Cry, Releasing and Healing the Wounds of Trauma. And here's what was written in the book. How ironic that our family should be a safe haven. Our parents and siblings are supposed to love us, accept us, and care for us. They should protect us and support us. Sometimes our home is where we find the deepest heartaches. So how do we turn that around? How do we turn our family around so that, again, our family is a place of healing, a place of renewal, a place of restoration, a place of wholeness, a place of identity, where in my family, I find who I really am. And, and not only that, I, I find who God has created me to be. I find that in family. So how do we make sure that we create an environment for that to be able to happen? And so here's what we're going to do today is, is just we're going to spend some time talking about the three building blocks that makes a family great. Three building blocks that make a family great. And, and here's the first one. The first one is acceptance. Acceptance. It says in Romans chapter five, chapter, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 15, verse 7. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Accept one another just as Christ has accepted you. Now, I, I love that. I love that. Now, here's the thing that's really interesting. Whenever you read a passage that says, therefore, you have to ask the question, well, what is it? Therefore. Because something has just happened that now we can begin to look at what the passage is calling us to do. And it says in verse five, may God who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that what we want in our family? Don't we wanna be in a place where we live in complete harmony with one another? Because there's something, have you ever had those moments where you're listening to a song or you, you're seeing a performance and the, the song is in unison. In other words, they're all singing one note. And it's like, it, it sounds really good, but then all of a sudden it breaks into harmony. Like you hear the, you hear the sopranos, the altos, the tenors, the, the bass, you, the, the baritones. You, you hear it all break out into this glorious harmony. And, and here's what we, we see about that. Like what makes it beautiful is that a soprano can't sing like a bass. They can't, they, their voices are, are categorically different. And we could also say the same thing about the altos and the tenors, that all of their voices are categorically different. And that's what makes it so beautiful is when they come together and now you have this incredible blending. And it, it's that same way in, in family that, that you have these different ideas and personalities and 
these different strengths and these different mindsets and these different dreams. And, and there's something about when it's all able to come together in harmony. That That's what it is that we really want to shoot to be able to create with one another. And it says, help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together, here we go, with one voice giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because here's the truth, and this is vital that we understand this, that the power to truly live in harmony is given by God. It really is it's given by Him. He really is the source of that power. Because in order to be able to live in harmony, there, there has to be some aspects of humility that exists within me, within my family. There has to be some aspects of, of forgiveness that exists within me, within my family. There has to be some aspects of encouragement that exists within me, within my family. There has to also be some aspects of lovingly calling one another out because none of us are perfect. And, and, and with that, there has to be the humility to be able to hear when you are being called out. There's a humility to be able to, to hear that. So now that we can live with one voice, then it says, therefore, therefore accept each other. So now that I can recognize like all of the blending of the personality, the blending of the personalities, I should say, the, the, the blending of the dreams, the blending of the goals, the blending of the mindset, the blending of the strengths, the blending of the weaknesses, the blending of all of those elements coming together, then it says to accept. And that's the power of that. That's the power of acceptance. And then it also says to accept one another just as Christ has accepted you. Well, well, how did Christ accept me? How did Christ accept me? Well, I love what it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So, so what does acceptance look like? Acceptance looks like me receiving you in spite of your weaknesses. That I'm able to look at your weaknesses and process things with you there. Then I accept that there is a other side of the coin. See, on the one side of the coin is we have strengths, right? I mean, isn't that what attracted you to your spouse? I can tell you the strengths that attracted me to my wife is just her amazing sense of just drive. She is a hardworking woman. Her being so goal-oriented and, and just seeing how she sets things 
and she achieves things. And just, just seeing that, seeing also just her giftedness and also just her humor. She will make you laugh. And I'm talking about like a deep guttural laugh. <laughs> She's just so incredibly witty and intelligent. Those are the things that attracted me to her. But you know, there's a flip side of the coin. And the flip side of the coin is weaknesses. So although my wife has incredible strengths, she also has weaknesses. Although I have strengths, I also have weaknesses. The same thing with my kids. My kids have incredible strengths. I, I, I look at my sons and my daughters and, and I see how incredibly gifted they are in their own individual ways. But with those strengths also comes weaknesses. And that's what acceptance means. Acceptance means I am willing to receive you with your weaknesses. I'm willing to receive you with your weaknesses. And that's powerful. That's powerful. So again, what we're talking about, we're talking about how do I build the building blocks that are necessary for me to have a great family? How do I build in the building blocks that will allow us to be able to create a family where there's room for growth, there's room for development. Now, I, I wanna make this really clear. I'm not talking about accepting abuse. That's a totally different thing. And, and yes, when it comes to abuse, you have to put your foot down. There's a difference between someone who is abusive compared to someone who struggles with laziness. There's a big difference in that. There's a big difference in that. And, and again, we, we, we all do. We all have our weaknesses. And so we need to learn how to be able to accept one another with those. But here's the thing, and this is really important too, is God accepts us in our weakness, but he also challenges us to grow through them. Let me say that again, that God accepts us in our weakness, but he also challenges us to grow through them. He accepts you as you are, but he doesn't want you to stay as you are. He wants you to continue to move forward and becoming, like I said before, a better version of yourself. And so with that in mind, that really is a journey. And that brings us to the next building block that allows us to create a family that will give us a chance to be able to grow and be the best version of ourselves. So first of all, we have acceptance. And then the next thing we have is commitment. It says in Romans chapter eight, verses 38 and 39, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I mean, just listen to the beauty of that. And you know what that really says? It says that God is fully committed to us. He's fully committed to us. And the idea that nothing can separate us from him, you know who that means? That also means me. 
It means you. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. He's committed to you. And so that's the same idea of commitment that we need to have with our family as well. The commitment that says, I will, I will stick with you no matter what. You can always depend on me. I will be here for you. And I will walk through the challenges of your weaknesses with you as you grow and strive to become a better person. I will do that. Now, again, I do want to offer a flip side of commitment. And it's not that you become uncommitted, but there may be times where out of love, you may have to distance yourself from the one that you love. There may be times where you have to do that. I mean, again, an example of that would be abuse. An example of that may be addiction, where you may have to separate yourself in order to protect yourself. I've heard of families where they have a child who has an addiction. And in order to protect their younger children, what they will do is they will maybe have that child go to uh, an in-house rehab so that they can protect the kids at home. Again, that doesn't mean that you're not committed. I want to make that really clear. Distancing yourself does not mean that you are not committed. It, it just means that you have to be wise. And, and hopefully, here's what, what you're hoping to happen. Because there are times where God would do that, where God would say, if someone is struggling, distance yourself from that person. Why? Because you're hoping that one day they will come to their senses and turn their life around and come to you. And come to you. I think that there's a story that I talked about in a sermon in Luke chapter 15. It's a story of a son who goes to his dad, offends his dad by saying, hey, dad, I want my inheritance now. And then I don't want to wait till you die. Give me what it is that you work for now. I'm going to go. And dad lets him go. And dad lets him go. And I, and I wondered that. And it just it just hit me right now as I was, as I was doing this podcast. It just hit me. I, I think the reason why the dad let him go is because the dad was hoping that, hey, in allowing my son to distance himself and make the decisions that he wants to make, go through the choices that he wants to choose, deal with the consequences of those choices, that maybe he will come to his senses. And that's exactly what happens. It says that in that story in Luke chapter 15, where the son all, all of a sudden, he came to the realization, he came to his senses. And you know what he did? He came back home. He came back home. And so that may be the case. That may be what you have to do. But I do want you to understand that just because you distance yourself doesn't mean that you are not committed. It doesn't mean that. As a matter of fact, it may be even more of a commitment. And it really is a step of faith for you to do so, to say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you with my husband, with my wife, with my son, with my daughter, with my dad, with my mom. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you that with this distance, Father, that you will work in their hearts so that they will come back to you. And here's what commitment says. Commitment says the father saw his son at a distance coming back home 
And the father ran to him and greeted his son and saw the brokenness of his son and restored his son. I mean, it really is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. And again, that's in Luke chapter 15. It's a story of the lost son. It's a beautiful, beautiful story, beautiful picture. And I think that that's what God intends for family to be like. That when we go through those moments where we may have to distance ourselves, that hopefully we'll come back. And when we do come back, that we'll be received by family with open arms. Now, there may be an element where you may have to prove that you're trustworthy, that, that I'm not going to just throw every benefit back into your hands. I, I need to see that you're trustworthy. I, I've forgiven you. I've forgiven you for what it is that you've done. But now I need to see that I can trust you. And forgiveness and trust are two very different things. Forgiveness is given, but trust is earned. Let me tell you, you will not be able to trust if you have not forgiven. You won't be able to. And it's the same way that God does with us as well, is he gives us the benefit. He gives us his forgiveness. And then what he does is he allows us to grow. And as we grow in our relationship with him, as we grow in his ability to be able to trust us, then we will see that he will begin to pour more and more things out upon us and more and more things into our lives. And it's kind of that same way with family as well. So we have acceptance, we have commitment, and then we have something else that's powerful. It's grace. It says in Ephesians chapter four, verse two, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each, with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Making allowance for each other's faults because of you. That's grace. That's grace. Grace says, I understand that you are a work in progress. I understand that. Grace says, I understand that you don't have it all together. So I've accepted you. I'm committed to you. And with grace, I will forgive you. I will forgive you. Make allowance. Another term for that would be credit. Credit someone forgiveness. And that's exactly what God does to us. I, I love this, where God says, there's sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. But the beauty of that is for every sin in our lives, that when Jesus Christ died, he died for present, for past, present, and future sin. And with future sin, you know what he's done? He's credited us his forgiveness. That's what it means to make allowance. Is I'm going to credit you. I know you're going to make mistakes. I know you're going to blow it. I know you're going to falter. I, I know that. I know you're going to fail. I know that. So I'm going to credit you forgiveness in this process. I'm going to credit you that. Now, again, that doesn't mean that I'm allowing you to be abusive. I want to make that really clear. And I know that I've said it multiple times because I just want to make sure it's very, very clear. But in situations where someone is struggling and working and trying to change, if, especially if, if you've had a habit for 40 years, it doesn't change overnight. It, it doesn't. It takes time to unlearn and learn to start those practices. That's why what I said at the beginning is so important, to understand 
that God has given you every power for you to overcome whatever weakness it is. That there is a way that you can sit down one day and just envision yourself free. Envision yourself whole. Because if you decided to believe in Jesus, the power is now in there. The power is now in there and that it can become reality for you. But that takes time. It takes time. It takes failure. It takes learning. And that's the thing, you will fail. Learn from your failures. And that's what grace does. Grace says, I understand that you're gonna make mistakes. I'm giving you room to learn from those mistakes and grow from those mistakes to become a better version of yourself. I love how it puts it in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, same thing, make allowance for each other's faults. And then it says, and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So that goes back to what I was just saying about forgiveness and how important it is and its power. And its power. But it says, always be humble and gentle. Why be humble and gentle? Because I ain't perfect, y'all. I'm not. So there's no way that I should get on my high horse to judge you for your imperfection. Be humble and gentle. And I love that, that, that idea of being gentle. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. Whatever area of your spouse or children that you need to confront, confront it in the same way that you would want them to confront you. Be gentle. Be gentle. And be patient with one another. Because like I said, time, change, takes time. It really does. So those are the three building blocks. Acceptance, commitment, grace. If you have those three things in your family, then you will lay down a foundation for incredible success and growth and change. And not only that, you'll create a family that's safe. It is safe for me to have my struggles and it's safe for me to talk to my mom talk to my dad about my struggles. It is safe for me to talk to my kids. And now you have to be wise with your kids. You want to talk to them about your struggles at a level where their age can understand. But if you share your struggles with your kids, you know what it does is it gives them the freedom to be able to share their struggles with you. And so they know that they have the ability to be able to do that. So having grace, commitment, and acceptance allows you to be that kind of family that lays the foundation for everyone to become a better version of themselves. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the podcast today and that you really seek to build these three elements into your life. And if today is a blessing to you, tell someone else about this podcast, encourage them to listen to it, encourage them so they can learn how to, to be able to lay the foundation down for them to be able to have an incredible, incredible family. And that's part of what we're all about is, again, this podcast is for the simple reason. I'm on this journey too. I'm not perfect. I'm a work in progress. And so I, I just wanted to do a podcast where I encourage people that are also on this journey to just become a better version of themselves to learn how to love God more and more each day, love themselves more and more each day and to love others more and more 
each day. Well, just a quick reminder, we're about two weeks away from actually launching or relaunching our indoor services once again. Really excited about that. We're going to try to keep it as safe as possible, so we're asking people to wear masks initially, and then we'll see how it goes and see how the government regulations are that we can begin to slowly take them off. But I'm excited. I'm excited about the possibilities of what could be and what's going to happen as we launch into doing this together. So again, June 27th, we'll be launching, relaunching our indoor services once again at 1030 a.m. So again, I just want to take this moment to say thank you. Just a quick reminder. I'm not going to be here next week. Oh, uh, if you're listening to this podcast on our website, please feel free to subscribe to you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Please subscribe there. That way when we post new things, you'll be one of the first ones to be notified about it. Well, again, next week I will be in Hawaii, so there will not be a podcast next week. So you'll have to fill that vacuum in your life <laughs> with another source of encouragement, but I'll be back the following week. Rested, relaxed, ready to jump in and make this thing happen. Well, again, it counts about three things. Love up, let's fall madly and passionately in love with God. Love out, let's look at ways that we can continue to love our fellow man. And maybe that can start with our family and love in. Let's look at how we can continue to become a better version of ourselves. Well, take care. God bless you. And I'll talk to you when I get back from Hawaii. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us. And we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.